Hello, Bible Beaters. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vessner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Not bad, not bad. Pretty not too bad. A little bit anyways. of a weird week, but yeah? uh, we agreed not to talk about it, I guess so. What a, my hand hurts. Let's put it that way. What a what an one of my starts. hands hurts. Do you think? I was looking up. I keep on. One of our friends' girlfriends is a nurse, and she's like, "You're going to get tetanus." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, you won't. That's that's a fucking. That happened like a hundred years ago when people got in fights with dogs. Yeah, right. Like, no one still gets a locked jaw. No one has tetanus either. That's just from like untreated wounds. Yeah, I think you have to get some sort of virus in there that i don't think people carry it's, i think it's a bacteria bacteria tetanus. yeah something <clears throat> i don't understand it uh, besides that as long you, have as you can't week? get it from human teeth i'm good did you get a, did you have a good week Kyle? did i have a good week yeah like any, yeah, it's been weird yeah it's been weird. <laughs> we can't talk about it so i think they figured it out probably but um i didn't do anything this week but i did read a lot of very interesting things about this <clears throat> section of the bible uh do you remember what we read about last week kyle no. So last I, week... I, literally, because my other podcasts, I can't remember anything that happens ever. Yeah. I just talk so much, so often now, for such long periods of time, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, well, we are... This is the <clears throat> Bible Beater Podcast, where yeah. we read the Bible. I understand that. <laughs> but like I couldn't remember before, I have no fucking idea. The thing about... If you say one thing, I'll remember it all. Yeah, exactly. The, but uh, until you do that, I remember nothing. I would say the difference between this podcast and the other podcasts, where there's not really... I mean, like a narrative. This no, is there's a, no structure. This is well, a, there is structure, but there's no narrative at all. A narrative yeah. podcast. So last week, we learned about... We started the new book of Samuel, right? First Samuel. And we learned about Eli, the priest, and Hannah. And she went to go there, and she promised. She wanted a son so bad, she promised him to God. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And then Eli said, why are you drunk? And he's like, she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm just in church. And we talked about being drunk in church. And then she made that vow. And uh, one thing I forgot or didn't remember. Yeah, for, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes a vow, right? And then she goes back to her husband, who says, do what you do is best. That's a direct reference to Numbers 30 when husbands could renege on their wife's vows. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So she's like, I vow. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, if you want to, you know. No, women aren't of right mind to make uh, decisions for a whole family like that. So, so that's where we left it. So the boy was weaned and then left with the priest, Eli, right? So, I, Which is bizarre that a priest just gets a burden now. It's, he gets a new well, baby it's more slave. more of a helper. helper. Yeah, nobody has to raise the baby before it's a helper. Would, we talked about that before when people, they killed all the children because it was a burden to not have slaves that were like teenagers. It, yeah, so you're right when you said baby slave. Like, it's once they're weaned, so like children three, four, five years old-ish, they basically are slaves until they're old enough to like stick up for themselves. So it'd be actually a benefit. What do you mean until they can stick up for themselves? Well, you, they're not a slave anymore. Well, depending on where you were working, what industry. So, like, let's say you go to be a blacksmith. This would be way later times, but you go to be a blacksmith's apprentice and you work as a blacksmith's helper, basically a slave, told what to do, beat, yelled at, all that <laughs> shit, until you become some sort of apprentice and then or and then master and then. So you, until this kid becomes a priest. So he's a slave at the church. Yeah, he's he's going to become a priest. Scrubbing though. the floor. Yeah, he's doing that yeah. shit. Okay. So. I tried to see. I was wondering. You what... don't want to be a priest apprentice. It's a lot more than beatings. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, Jesus. Oh, man. The Catholic Church must really miss that practice of getting children as soon as they're weaned. Right? They used to just show up on their doorstep. They didn't even have to work for it. Man, don't wean them. We'll wean them off, okay? But imagine this is a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I tried to look up whether Hannah, his mother... So she... So she Sam, we're talking about Samuel, the uh, the book that's named after. He's going to be the major prophet in the lifetime of David. I did so much research today, and I learned a bunch of things that I didn't learn that I never knew about before. And I'm trying Sick. to trying to find a good way to structure this thing. Anyways, so Samuel is promised as a Nazarite, which is fucked up because Samuel's the the Samuel's the boy that's going to the, the, the slave child, the slave child, right? But he grows up to be the greatest pro- the Gandalf, basically. Of what? Or, or, of prophets? Yeah, or Merlin. Well, he's the king's right-hand man that gives him all his advice. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's like Merlin to King Arthur, okay? He's that's also a, a wizard? Yeah. What? Well, that's what prophets do. They say God's going to give you this power, and then he blesses the army, and the army fights better. Oh, right? yeah, right, right. That kind of shit. And, like, don't do that. It's, you know, it's going to turn out Merlin bad. was? Yeah, Merlin was the sorcerer attached to King Arthur that, like, gave him vague advice. He's the guy that get said, the fuck out of get here. the sword from the lake. Yeah. So, sort of. Like, Merlin is actually a perfect comparison for what Samuel is. No shit. So, what? but he's not that yet. He's a little kid. And so he's been promised to the church, which I think is so fucked up that Hannah makes the promise. God, like, I really need to have a kid. Because, remember, she's getting berated by her rival. Yeah, because people are being mean to me. Well, the other wife, right, who's got six kids or something. So she prays. She has this kid. And then she just gives him to the church. Now, I don't know if that means, like, she can never visit him again. Or if also, she's, like, going to visit him on the weekends. And the husband doesn't give a fuck? The husband said, do what you see is fit. So he affirmed her vow. Oh, okay. Which he could have reneged on. He could have just went, No. The church can't have my kid. Yeah, he could have. And then problem solved. He could have. Or God might hate you. I don't know how that works. The way this is written, remember, her husband is like, you know, my wife, why are you sad? Don't I mean more to you than children? I think he just wanted her for, to himself. Yeah, get that kid out of here. That makes ob- sense. Obviously, or, this is probably, by the way, a, like a, a parable or a story. This probably isn't true. Well, you got your one fun wife, yeah. right, that you do things with. And you got the other one that does the dishes, take care of the kids. And they, it's, a good, it's a good situation. Well, you both have kids. It, this that's is, a problem. This is a theme in the Bible. The childless woman that prays to God. God gives her a kid. And, you know, that's like that happens over and over. That happens. Is it always only one? What do you mean? One child? Yeah. Well, no, because Sarah had. Remember back Abraham's wife? Mm-hmm. Abraham had the slave that gave birth to uh, Ishmael and the band Ishmael's Tip Milk. And then. <laughs> There was Sarah, who was 90, a 90-year-old woman, had a kid, right? Right, because she prayed to God. Yeah, and I think... She had more than one? No, that was Joseph and his brother. So then then later, Jacob, who's changed his name to Israel with the 12 tribes, right? He had 10 from his first wife and two from his second. She was another one that was barren, but Joseph was his favorite, right? The 11th kid. Mm-hmm. And Benjamin was the very youngest. So here we are with Samuel. She's promised uh, him to the church. This... So that's where we left off. And then in in my research today, I uh, was wondering the, like how much of this is true. Because to me, King David's the coolest part of the Bible. Because this is full of wars, backstabbing. Like You'll notice the writing changes. And I know of King David, and I've never read the Bible. Yeah. So it's one of the prominent figures. Well, because I thought he was a, he's a... Yeah, he's huge, right? He's the... 
the greatest king Israel ever had. That's how he's like talked about all the time. And then directly from him comes Jesus. And then Jesus is the Messiah, right? So the lineage of David is very important. And I was trying to see like how much of this like scholars agree it like actually happened. And there's only one, there's three maybe references to David, one that they're pretty sure. And it's from like <laughs> hundreds of years later, the house of David from, I think the Assyrians says that there's like on a relief, it says, you know, we defeated the house of David here. So, Oh, okay. Th but that's not him. That's his, that's like his descendants. Right. Yeah. So there's not really a mention of David, Outside of the Bible, which I found to be kind of hilarious considering how big of a figure he is inside of the Bible. Yeah, how powerful he was as a world leader, yeah, apparently. We, we, like, we were talking about this downstairs. So, like, he's so prominent in the Bible that early Christians and saints wrote about him. And then people wrote about those writings. And he became this, like, Shakespeare, you know, there's all kinds of stuff, allusions to David. But it's all based on the Bible. Outside of it's the Bible. It's all based on one original lie. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not necessarily lie. Like, he probably did Exaggeration. exist. Exaggeration. But they think Jerusalem is a tiny little village at this point. Like, yeah. literally a couple hundred to a couple thousand people tops. Oh, not hundreds of thousands. Not hundreds of thousands. Are no. you sure? <laughs> I'm not sure. Women and children? Uh, again, they in this time, this is when Israel kind of became... did the Bible already say the Jews had... Uh... Oh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Well, they marched into the promised land. That, that would have been... So where we are in real timeline is around 1000 BCE right now. <clears throat> okay. They think this was written in like the 800s But they to found 700s. Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem's exists. Yeah. So, no, I mean, the Jews did. They it, made it there, though. No, they took it from somebody else, remember? Yeah. They took it But from, they're there now. Yeah, so they're there. So this is after the big march across the desert mm -hmm. and, yeah... That was maybe... Where two, they had hundreds of thousands of people. 2000 BCE. Where they had hundreds of thousands yeah, of people. Yeah, no, that's totally false. So they they got whittled down to a few hundred yeah, I in mean, a thousand years? Yeah, God's, God's really not looking out for but, you. But no, the Bible will say they have, you know, it just said they talked about what, 27,000 warriors from Ben, or 23,000 from Benjamin mm -hmm. against 250,000. And they think it was hundreds. Uh, and yeah, that's what they said. The, Jerusalem would probably be a small village around. Do you this think time. like through each translation? I don't know. You say it's the same, but at the beginning of no, the Bible, it, that's the time when it must have been the least reliable. Reliable, of course. When people are writing it and figuring it out. Well, most of this... how I, how exaggerated would it get from person to person? Be like, oh, that number's not big enough. Um, not very much, because like I said, we have the Dead Sea Scrolls. Which, how much after that is that? Well, we have, I can't remember, now I'm on the spot, I can't remember the dates, but it was like a thousand years, and they compared the text to the the oldest one they had before the Dead Sea, Dead sea Scrolls, let's say, I, man, I don't want to make up numbers. Okay, it doesn't matter, but yeah, I get your point. So they had the oldest one they knew about, and then they found these Dead Sea Scrolls, which were almost a thousand years before the oldest one they knew about, and they matched up nearly verbatim. So we can deduce that they copied it correctly. That's one of the strong arguments for the Bible. I don't mean the copying. I mean the creation and the curating of all the different things to make the book. Well, you know? up until that first one where it was oral tradition, they still don't think... Especially, it's especially oral tradition. Everyone who's telling a story is going to put a little bit more, little bit more uh, pizzazz. But they had, <laughs> they had strict rules for how to do it. Yeah. Apparently, this is what scholars say, but the number... Everybody lied across all history. Do you think the lies, first person the went Egyptians from 100 lied. to 100,000 or did it take lied. like five no, no, no. 30 people? I think that's a human thing because 
the Greeks, the Persians, the Germans. No, I know people lie, but that's Chinese. my point. But I, if it, if this is true, yeah, and they're saying they had hundreds of thousands of people, they didn't. And but reality, it's maybe a thousand. Yeah, that's an exaggeration of two hundred times the actual number. Yeah, and I don't think the one person writing it would be like, "All right, no one will fucking." fact check this it would have to take generations of people rewriting it retelling the story to add a little more people each time if that is in fact true it's only a thousand well they're writing there's no fucking way someone writes that and then no one goes i never heard of a place i lived near there of a of a place with four hundred thousand people well this origin story was written 800 years maybe after the fact like the reign of hezekiah that's my point so all all the oral tradition of passing it on must have inflated the numbers so much i think they lied at the very beginning of the oral so tradition. do i but not 200 percent. you can't get away with that i mean not 200 percent. 200 times I guess. yeah if from what i've read and heard about oral traditions is that they can't they've been proven in certain contexts what is that Twenty thousand percent exaggeration and i know it's it's <laughs> too, it's preposterous but there's I'm way over my head right now. I would I would like to go find some sources to cite to you about how accurate historical or sorry oral tradition can be, but I've now lost my place of what I was talking about. So, <laughs> all that to say, I found this list on Wikipedia of extra historical biblical characters or something like that. Yeah, as in people that are in the Bible that are mentioned in different histories outside of the Bible outside of the Bible <laughs> and the list was way smaller than you think really and I'm pretty sure David wasn't on the list which is hilarious considering how big of a figure he is in the Bible when I was into like really when I was first realizing that I don't believe in anything yeah from George Carlin actually yeah and uh I started re like listening to people and like all those Hitchens and uh, all those dudes and uh there are most of them believe that Jesus, in his form, didn't exist. Like, as he he because he exists so similarly in all other religions, religions that him and his ex as as a human being in that era that did those things, yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> they think it's overwhelmingly likely it didn't happen, and it's just a big story, a big story that got told later on that was validated through the absence of history, right? Yeah, yeah, and the, <clears throat> and the the. As long as the next generation keeps telling your fucking story, they don't have any proof anymore. One one person away, and there's no proof. I also kind of what we just talked about before about how you know. So the Bible's the original, and then people write about the Bible, and then that now is include. Now there's those scholars. Now people reference those scholars that wrote about the Bible. Yeah, and just because it's also old, even though it was written after the so, Bible. But this pool of information seems to grow. It's like look at all these people talking about Jesus. When so he must have existed, and then when you really go back and look, it's the Bible and Josephus, <laughs> the only two places that guy's ever mentioned. Everything else is hearsay. Yeah, right. And even the Bible is hearsay, written thirty-eight years after the fa fact, the Book of Mark. And I would consider it. Look, it's going to be hard to prove anything, obviously, but I would consider it a little more valid if it wasn't so similar to all the other fucking religions like the, of the time. The Buddha and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's too similar. Oh, really? That guy happened to be. Everyone had a guy like he that. He died for all your sins. Yeah. There's paradise at the end. Be good or else. Jesus was just the average douchebag that every town had, apparently. So that's where we are in the story. So Eli has been promised to... Uh, or sorry. So is this the... Samuel has been promised to Is this the, Sam, the story of Samuel now? No. This is, the st this is kind of the story of... We're still in the origins of Israel's story. It, all The whole Bible up to this point, there was the rules section... 
there's Genesis, Noah, Abraham, indentured servitude, Egypt, promised land, division. Um, now they live in a theocracy currently where the priests are in charge of everything. And this is them moving into kingship, right? Okay. We're about to get to the first king of Israel in Saul and his successor, David. So this is the Merlin story, Samuel, the kingmaker. He becomes the guy that God says this is going to be the king, right? So who is really the most important? Is it the king, Saul, or the guy who said, you're king because God says so, because I said so? That guy. Yeah. And Samuel, um, in rabbinic tradition, as in to the Orthodox Jews, is a prophet, Some in some regards, or some say, greater than Moses. Because Moses had to go to the tabernacle to talk to God, whereas God just talks to Samuel, like, two-way walkie-talkie whenever. Right? That's just fucking bullshit. Right? I actually like the spectacle of having to go through a lot of struggle to talk. the mountain where nobody is. <laughs> I like the struggle of I like the idea of having to struggle to talk to God, not talk to him like, yeah, he's a he's got a, one of those little earpieces. in. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm just, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to God. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, you can just make snap decisions of uh, what God's telling you at any moment. That seems convenient. It would it would be super convenient, especially because it's like whatever you say, you you you're one step removed from all the guilt. It's genius. It's genius way to to rule, really. And I'm sure they probably believe it yeah. to some extent. Uh, the person saying it, because even if you started off as a lie, oh, as soon as everyone thought and were worshiping you as a person talking to God, you're going to be like, maybe I do talk to God. And once, you, why would God let? Why would anyone let this happen and get me get so popular? That's the, and famous if I wasn't talking to God. That's the kind of thing, the self affirmation that people start to believe in prayer, right? So you say, God says do this, and then that thing happens, and they're like, wow, it actually happened because you worked towards it because you thought God said it. Right? Exactly. And then you're like, wow, God's answering prayer. Well, God says I should get a job over at that place, so I applied, you know? Yeah. And then I got the job. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> turns out. God answers prayer. Okay, so here we are in Samuel chapter 2. This is kind of uh, a slog. It's Hannah's prayer. This is this is uh, Hebrew poetry. Uh, the thing about Hebrew poetry is even in Hebrew, it didn't really rhyme in words. It rhymed in ideas. So it's very repetitive. What the fuck so does that mean? That means they say the same thing over and over what and over. What does rhymes and ideas mean? Um, that's does something rhyme is an idea. As so in the, the ideas are similar. Th- the ideas are getting repeated as if they rhymed? No, as in they're similar. They, okay. they sound the same. Are these the Psalms? This is, no. This is First Samuel. The Psalms are poems by David, which we will... Include as they happen. I think the first one's coming up in Samuel 17, so a few weeks away. Okay. So, then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny, Kyle? (laughs) The horn symbolizes strength. Yeah, that's not to me. (laughs) My mouth boasts over my enemies. That would be the other wife, right? Uh, What's her name? Perenia, Phineas, Penania. That's not a good situation when your only enemy is uh, your husband's other wife. (laughs) There was no one holy like the Lord. Um, There is no one besides you. There is no rock. It's weird to have people like uh, we talked about this a little bit, but he's like, "There's no one holy like the like the Lord." Even though holy is a term and a made up word that God created to describe Himself. Yeah. So it's meaningless. 
But ceremony matters. You'll notice in especially in autocratic regimes, they really like statues of Joseph Stalin everywhere. Hitler like with the uniform like yeah. the priests, they all wear that ephod. They have the fucking special clothes that you have to say the certain words you have to do the ceremonies yeah i agree and that ceremony matters that makes that people that are idiots think ooh, there's something going on up there it's always like colorful and shit yeah they have their special clothes and you aspire so you want to be around them because they're rich obviously too like the priest especially you ever see that old mitchell and webb skit is like they're like a uk comedy and they were they were i've never even heard of them fucking awesome yeah every skit's great and uh they did this one where they were in the what, what was Hitler's army called again? The SS? The Wehrmacht? The SS, yeah. They were in the SS, and they got the uniforms on and everything. And he's like, hey, did you ever notice that our uniforms have, like, death and skulls on them, and their uniforms have, like, bright colors? And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. And then he goes <laughs> goes on that a few more times, like, are we the baddies? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Are we the baddies? I, I know that meme. Um, So there's no one besides the Lord... No one besides you. No one. There is no rock like our God. That's that's uh, idea rhyming right there, Kyle. That's what I was talking. No about. rock like our God. Yeah, he's just like always there for you. I don't. He's really... our rock. He's my rock. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by Him deeds are weighed. That's again in the story about the ex or the other wife, but in the illusion or the allegory of this tale it's you know be good or because god will judge you by your actions okay the bows of the warriors are broken but those who stumbled are armed with strength those who were for full hire those who were full hire themselves out for food but those who were hungry hungry no more she who was barren has borne seven children but she who has had many sons pines away that's kind of just like saying the reversal of roles. Like you thought you were so good, now now you pine away for what? Um, so why would she be jealous of her one fucking kid that she gave away? I don't know. It's she's gloating right now. Haha! <laughs> I got the last kid. Kind of. Is that it? Yeah, and like you know, you... you're all dried up. <laughs> you bag. Have no new kids. Is that what she's saying? Yeah, kind yeah. of. And it's also a, like a a lesson to the rest of. Israel, don't be arrogant, you know, show humility. Or nothing will happen. Nothing negative happened to her for her arrogant bullying. But that's she, that's just the message, Kyle. Her her enemy, quote-unquote, had a child <laughs> that it was forced to give away. That doesn't sound like a grand prize. No, it doesn't. But, th- again, this is... It's a trope in that it happens over and over in the Bible, so it must have meant something to the people at the time. What's the, what's the trope? That the trope, if you do things... The barren woman who prays to oh, God yeah. that God gives a kid that, you know... It's like this redemption story for women that must have been powerful to people back then. For sure. Um, the Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and rises up. Um, that The grave is Sheol. That's, you know, the hell before there was hell. First, it was just nothing. We've talked about this before. It goes from nothing to... Sheol to something, then to hell. There's an in-between step. I was just thinking about something. So they never mentioned dudes, obviously, being not having kids, because whatever. What do you mean? They're, oh, oh <clears throat> infertility yeah. in males. Yeah, because... It's always the woman's it's fault. It's always the yeah. woman's fault. But besides that, 
There would be a way to trick the men into thinking they had a kid. <clears throat> oh yeah. You know? Let's say like it could be it could have been like an unwritten rule, wink wink, that if like if the wife is getting a lot of heat from the husband for her being barren, you know? Yeah. And he's probably shooting blanks. She goes and bangs her servants a couple times, has a kid, now he's got a kid, you know? Well Problem solved, because all the pressure would be on her. The they must have known because when you think about it, that's why Abraham was banging his servant because Sarah couldn't produce, mm-hmm. right? So, and it was the brother's duty to fuck his his uh, brother's widow, right? Oh yeah, they had a solution for that. So you have to bear children for your uh, brother, right? Yeah, true. And let's say you you fuck a slave girl that's already had kids before. And she's not having kids with you. That's got to be on you, right? If you fuck three slaves, they all have kids, and you're not having kids. Something's, you know, something's <laughs> up. So the Lord brings death, makes alive. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and exalts. <clears throat> he mm, raises... That's nice of him to send poverty. <laughs> yeah, right? I, again, it's blatantly in the text, and people just say, no, God only does good things. Yeah, only nice things. <laughs> Uh, he raises the poor from the. Do they dust. ignore like the the Adam and Eve story is a huge one? Do they just ignore it? Who do you mean? What, ignore <clears throat> explain. Ignore the sentiment of God punishing humanity for eternity because of Adam and Eve. We deserve it. That's the that's the official line. So then, how do you go? At Eve sinned. She tricked no, I Adam. Get that. It's all. It's all. But then, how fault. do you have the opinion that God does nothing? That was wrong hum- or negative towards human beings. It's that's humanity's fault. We don't even have to say wrong. We just have to say stuff that is negative towards us. It's righteous us. because God did it. Again, it makes no sense. I agree with you that the official line no, is I, they brought it on themselves. I, I get that, that they brought it on themselves. I even understand yeah. that. Yeah. But how come people go, oh, God only does nice things, you know? So he never goes. It's crazy. No, like it's when insane. they see, my point is when they see a disaster or whatever, they go, that wouldn't be God, right? Yeah. But why not? I don't know. Because they, he could just said humans deserved it. Yeah. And he does that shit all the time. Well, so I don't get the Westboro the logic. Church is saying hurricanes are because there's gay sex in America. You know what? Probably. <laughs> if God exists, they're more right than everyone else. Exactly. They're the fundamentalists. And then people look at them like they're crazy. And I'm like, no, those. that's what it says. <laughs> but looking at them like they're crazy is better for society. <laughs> Let's well, get they real. are crazy. Because yeah. this book is crazy. Yeah. So if you read this book, you're an idiot. But it's weird to call them crazy in a world where 70%... Or 80%, I think, of people in that country it. say they, they believe the same book. That's why we're here, Kyle. I know. It's but. insane. Yeah, I, I I, have no answer for you. And that's why I was rally, rally, or sorry, railing against Christians for 10 years, being like, look at all the bad shit God does. And they say, "What?" my mom won't even admit it. Oh, I can handle God not doing bad shit. I can get that. God cannot do bad shit because God says everything he does is just, yeah. right? So fine. He never does bad shit. But you're pointing out negative shit that happens all the time on earth. Yeah. And you're saying that's not God. Yeah. Right? Even though clearly he could do it and still be justified by saying it was human beings' fault. Yeah. yeah. So, so where are you getting the logic saying that God had nothing to do with the, all these disasters? The, they want to believe <clears throat> in the that the, the modern Christian idea. And if you believe in the Bible, there's sinners everywhere. One affects the whole group, so yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. So every natural disaster is caused by humans, effectively. Yes. 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 If, if God is in control. The thing is that that's that once you admit that, that leads to the slippery slope of him being a complete douche. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah. So then you're if you fucking reckon with that, 
Your your faith just unravels. So you just have the God has only good things out there for me. Humans fuck it up. Well, God does only right things. Yeah. And it's not in your benefit. Listen to re, I you know what's a good um exercise in brainwashing? Listen to an hour of worship music. And just listen to how God is so great and he only wants the best for us and we just want to follow him and worship him. And they just fucking believe that over and over and over. Huh. And every bad thing is the devil or humans and every good thing is God. And that's as far as they want to think it through. They don't look like I even I think a lot of spiritual leaders don't fucking wrestle with the problem. I think to get to that point where you are a spiritual leader that you're influenced that many people, you can't have critically studied the Bible. Yeah. Or you'd never think you were qualified. Because there's so many complex issues you'd have to wrestle with to think. And you, you know how big of a narcissist you have to be to think you had all the answers to them? Well, also, not a lot of uh, scientific... I shouldn't say that. I was going to say scientific method in the church. But there is plenty of famous Christian scientists. No, I was just going to say there's, yeah, but, a really good ones too. But, okay, what, what, I guess what I've seen in my experience is most people that go to seminary school or bible school or bible college or ywam they go so why do bad things happen and you get well humans sinned and you get you get your surface answer and they go good enough for me right somebody authority figure tells them the answer and they just accept it they don't go they don't weigh it they don't think about it according to the bible that is an accurate answer yeah so in my experience they kind of just accept the face value answer and don't go deeper right and because let's be honest christianity is you know a three thousand year old or two thousand year old religion and they have an answer for everything like i said like i was just giving you and you're like but it's dumb i'm like you're right it is dumb but that's their answer so you never just, really said it's dumb but at a certain point you kind of have to admit that all disasters are caused by god because humans sinned in some factor yeah because he has oh, he has overwhelming control of everything yeah, you, I, so you'd have to assume at least the majority of them, or at least a very good portion of them, are caused by human sinning. Since one affects one human in your tribe, sins yeah. it affects all of you. Purge evil from so, your midst. So it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. There's evil everywhere then, and everyone's fucked. I know. That's why. Yeah. That's there's like the the cult groups that want like to nuke the fucking North America to purge evil Just from our Just North midst. America. Wherever they live. where I think we should go wherever he's throwing those tsunamis at, you know? Nuke them. <laughs> They're clearly the problem. Okay, so where were we? The Lord brings death? Or fucking, if you got a lot of earthquakes, verse six. let's start reading your Bible a little more. Verse 6. The Lord brings death and makes alive. What? He brings down to the grave and rises up. <laughs> raises Jesus up. Jesus Christ. I thought he only did that to himself. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and exalts. He raises the poor from the dust, and he lifts the needy from the ash heap. So, and by the way... But why did he create them poor in the first place just to lift them up? Again, all right? And everybody sees themselves as the underdog, no matter what. Like, I'm the needy and I'm going to be exalted someday, right? I think that's a good human factor. Like, when people say... Like, people complain about about the the general... I don't know how to explain the whatever the the relationship between poverty in in North America, yeah. poverty and wealth, and all the people are too dumb because they think they're going to be the next wealthy one, it's, right? Yeah, it's the American that's dream. That's what they say. But that also... That will that not having that is worse. Yeah. What do you mean? Then you're just poor with no goals. Oh yeah, that's so true. you're never getting out, and you have nothing to strive for, so you're just miserable. The, mer- yeah. the, the the dream of being able to get out of poverty is what will get everyone out of poverty. Yeah. It'll they'll always be the poorest people, 
But that will bring everyone up. That idea that everyone's striving for. If I work hard enough and with a little luck, I can be that guy, which is going to make it so much sweeter when I'm that guy and all the rules are in my favor. (laughs) Exactly. But if you're like, all the rules are against you, you're like, but when? Yeah. Then all the rules will be in my favor. Exactly. Yeah, it's fucked. When reality, if you get there, you'll just be upper middle class and those are where the rules fuck you the most, so... Yeah, that last level. It is. Because they're the most money. It's the most dumb money. Yeah. Where you still have a job. You don't own, you might own two businesses, no more than that, you know? Yeah. So they're like, well, you don't have enough power to control any of the legislation. Let's fuck you. They have the most money. Let's fuck them. Let's take most of their money and make laws against them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So he lifts the needy up from the ash heap, he seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of earth are the Lord's. Upon them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. So that was Hannah's prayer, which is basically a poem about, you know, biblical justice and everyone be good. And the go- it's you, honestly, that was better than most if, of the bullshit if poems, you're a good, songs I've heard so far. The sentiment was there pretty good. is if you're a good citizen, a good Jew, God's going to look after you, right? What if you're not a Jew? Uh, then you're fucked. <laughs> At this time, <laughs> Still so on, funny. only Jews can be Christian, or, or only Jews are saved. Just that fact alone is hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah. Everyone that's not the Jews is fucked. Don't you ever think God's on your side when he picked one tiny population out of the whole world? And then, yeah. So, uh, verse 11. Then, not only do you have to follow all the rules, you have to be born into the womb lottery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great. That sounds just, right? Yeah, that sounds the, really fair. Yeah. Then Elkanah, and by the way, they were all the same people once, and God just decided he liked that one the most, and then made him his own group. Oh, and, yeah, right. They were all the same. Yeah. Cain and and just Abel picked and one guy, and he's like, you know what? All your descendants, they're going to be taken care of. <laughs> that Abraham's a bro. <laughs> <laughs> he really set us up. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Very poor choice of words, under Eli. Um, so that's how much have we... That's felt like it took a long time. No, I don't think so. Okay, Eli's wicked sons. Um, this is a good story. Eli's sons were wicked men. They had no regard regard for the Lord. So remember, they live in a theocracy at this point. So the priest is at the top. Everyone brings their tithe to the priest, who burns it, you know, on Eats behalf it. of the Lord. Yep. Yeah, he burns it just right. So he burns it medium rare, and then. Uh... Well, they consider the fat, uh, yeah, medium rare. So. Just well, I'll just read. Eli's sons were wicked. It's men. Hilarious to call like burning like animals that as a as a sacrifice instead of just cooking. You know, <laughs> just a cookout. <laughs> just cookout. Just a barbecue for yeah. God. Uh, they had no regard for the Lord. Now it was the practice of priests with the people that whenever anyone offered a sacrifice and while the meat was being boiled, the servant of the priest would come with a three pronged fork in his hand. He would plunge it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself whatever the fork brought up. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. But even before the fat was burned, the priest, the servant of the priest would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. Now that is a huge slander, Kyle. Yeah? Why? To take the raw meat because... 
He won't accept boiled meat? Boiled meat or cooked meat. Why? Because, number one, it's supposed to go to the Lord, right? The first portion to the Lord. Number two, they were selling it. That's what they... That's what that's implied there. They take because the, you could sell raw meat more than cooked meat, obviously, because you could. Oh, so the priests are pissed off that they were getting weren't getting raw no, meat. No, 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 no. The priests are saying that how it's supposed to go is you take your sacrifice, you burn it, and then the priest takes his portion, <clears> and then you keep your rest. Right? Yeah. They're coming there, and they say, "Just meat give me tax. the meat. Just give me the meat. Don't cook it." Who's saying that? The priests, the wicked sons of Eli. Oh, okay. So that they are. The priests are doing it then. It's so they're going like, "Give me the meat." They're gangsters. Don't cook it first. Yeah, they're gangsters. Because I can't possibly eat all this fucking meat, and so I'm going to sell it for myself. Exactly. Give myself some nice so it's, jewels. It's corrupt as shit. And this is goes back to like the Ten Commandments of uh, do not use the name of the Lord in vain or do not do evil in the name of the Lord. This is why even modern day, like with the Catholic Church, it's so hard to respect them because they're so full of corruption, right? And that taint the brand or the name of the Lord. Yeah. So if the man said to him, let the fat be burned up first, then take whatever you want. The servant would then answer, no, hand it over now. Or if you don't, I will take it by force. So they're fucking gangsters. Jesus Christ. That's awesome. This sin of the young man was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord. Sorry, but Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. That's just their fancy priest robe. Um, Each year, his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. So I guess it's right there. She only saw this kid once a year after he's, you know, three years old, four years old. It's a fucking bummer. Yeah, that's why I fucking hate it. I fucking hate that. I God, I'll do anything and even give you my kid as a slave. It's such a selfish thing to me. It is. It's unbelievably it, but selfish. It's, in church, it's always presented as Hannah's sacrifice, Hannah's prayer. It's always this. She didn't need to sacrifice a kid. She didn't have one. Exactly. She did this for the Lord. Well, she's like. She did it for herself. Exactly. Yeah. She's a selfish cunt. Yeah. Oh, but the, dude, if you grew up in church, you'd hear the story of Hannah the Sunday school way was like, didn't she do this great thing? And in was, reality, though, she just didn't want her fucking kid. In reality, she wanted... God didn't give her no, a baby. No, in reality, she wanted to stick it to the other wife. That's what this all was <clears throat> yeah, about. True. She went there because she was sad because she was getting made fun of. Mm-hmm. So she said, I'll do literally anything, even give you the kid. She gets a kid, and then she gloats. The whole first three paragraphs <laughs> are her gloating over her rival. My enemies. It's such a selfish I also thing. don't get how it's a win. I said it already, but I don't, it's not a win. It's not a win if someone has seven kids and you got one, but you have to give yours away. So that's to but her. But now it's now it's holy to her. It's a win. Yeah. Can you just do that? By the way, can you just give a kid to the priesthood? Um, yeah, that's what they did. I guess they just gave kids be slaves. I don't think or it was common practice because I think a lot more people would do it if they could. There must have been some. Obviously, this is a. I mean, again, or what I'm saying is, did you have to say no? I made a vow before it was born that it was going to be. So you have to take it. In this story, I don't. I actually don't know, Kyle. I, I straight up, I don't know how to answer that because I feel. I feel like if you were really poor, you would just offer your kid to the priest for yeah, him to have a better. Poor, life. you want you want work slaves, you know. Eventually, well, there's kind of different, that, what, if that's, you're that's like your children. Let's say you're a slave. If you want a better life for your kid, you just put him in the priesthood, right? That's true. So they can't just take all comers. But also, then it's not worth anything because used to sell their kids back then. Yeah. We already saw that multiple times. Yeah, I actually that's a, that'd be 
something I have to look up. So, but Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing the linen ephod, blah, blah, blah. Each year, his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went to offer her annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then she would go home. Or sorry, then they would go home. And the Lord was gracious to Hannah. She conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. So that's the price of the rest of her litter is Samuel. The firstborn she gave to God. Then she was allowed to have these other children. Then she had more kids. Yeah, three sons, two See, daughters. See, that makes a lot more sense. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. I wonder if he knew that he had brothers and if that was his parents. or. If well, they... she visits him once a year. Yeah, and gives him a robe. So, yeah, she yeah. must have known. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of fucked up. I guess you take it stoically. Maybe he's like, I'm better than you now. I'm a yeah. part of the priesthood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, you don't need to come. Yeah. I have nice shit no, here. No, no, no. You need to come and give me stuff because that's the law of the land. Oh, yeah, right, right. Now, Eli, who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all of Israel and how they slept with women who served at the entrance to the tent of meeting. I love that. The tent, the tent of meeting whore? Yeah. That fucking dirty slut that opens the flap? Dude, he, yeah, he, they're banging the worship leaders. They're banging the <laughs> ushers. They're banging the fucking young girls in the front row. They're 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 literally like consider them religious gangsters, right? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, they're taking the meat. They said we'll take it by force. Give us the meat or we'll take it by force. Yeah. They're beating people up. Don't cook that shit. Selling their meat, banging chicks, and they're bros too. It's two of them. It's like It's just two guys? Well, Eli's the actual priest, but he's so old, right? Yeah. That's what they mean when he's very old. Like he's maybe too too old and frail to do it. So these two are effectively in control. Oh, okay. Shit. I thought there's more than two. They're the two. No, I was imagining more than no, two. No, there is more. There, the, the leadership is these two. Oh, gotcha. But okay. there's more people that yeah. work there. More people. Yeah. Knocking on doors. <laughs> knocking getting on tent getting flaps. their meat. Getting uh, their meat either way, any way they can. <laughs> so he said. So uh, he heard of all the evil and how they slept with the women. Uh, so he said to them, "Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours, which means to say they weren't trying to hide it." Like, everybody knew about the corruption, but yeah. they, they couldn't do anything about it. What are you going to do? Fucking... They have God and the army on their side. Yeah, but once you lose the army... Yeah, you're fucked. They used to t- talk about... This is like an old idea. It's not really in vogue anymore, but the pillars of the state. There's, the like, you know, the monarchy, the army, uh, the church, you know? So if you can get two of the three... and they It's kind of true still. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, it is not good a good report that I hear spreading among the Lord's people. If a man sins against another man, God may mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. There you go again, where God, the father says something. And they didn't hear it because God said, I want to kill these people, so they have no choice, chance to change. Yeah. I just like Lord, to point that out yeah, whatever Lord, I can. But he is, he's a forgiving God. Yeah. Yeah, he's if, very merciful Unless merciful he decides and that forgiving. he doesn't want to forgive you, then you can't even change your mind. Then he makes it incapable yeah. for you to actually repent. For it was the Lord. So just for everyone out there, everyone out there, every atheist who thinks you're going to go on your deathbed and be like, now I am uh, yeah. give myself to the Lord, he won't let you. Yeah. You're going to hell. Well, Christians are funny about that one because it's an acknowledged moral loophole to 
live in sin your whole life and turn to God at the last second, which is allowed. But then Christians, but God also knows your heart. God knows your heart. And second of all, Christians say, yeah, so God knows your, what was I about? Second of all, God can also harden your heart too. That's the second thing. So if you do that, God will harden your heart. And then you're like, well, at what point am I responsible for this? <laughs> at zero point. It's the dumbest shit. I'd like, uh, like Barabbas is the guy that got crucified next to Jesus. That's terrible. Or no, Barabbas was released. But there's two thieves on the cross because Jesus was cru- crucified with two other guys. And one thief is going, oh, son of God, you know, call your dad. Get us <laughs> off of here. It's actually kind of funny. That's hilarious. And then the other priests or the other thief's like, do you know who the fuck you're talking to? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then Jesus on the cross as he's dying absolves the one thief and condemns the other. Right. As like another lesson. What a fucking spiteful thing to do. I thought Jesus was all loving and forgiving no matter what. Uh, so the guy bullied him a little bit as he was on the cross and well, he condemned him to hell. Jesus' last words were, Father, forgive them. They know what they do. But that's to the, that's to the, about the Romans. Except for this fucking dude. <laughs> he really pisses me off. Kyle's point. He couldn't really point considering his hands were nailed. <laughs> well, he could just point with his fingers, I chin, guess. Chin, chin, chin point. Uh, so, so if a man, so the Lord... Uh, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. Uh, how are we doing for time? There's, we're, we're good. There's a whole other page before the end of this chapter. But that, that's the end of that section. Prophecy against the house of Let's Eli. Keep going. Okay. Prophecy against the house of Eli. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your father's house when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your father out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your father's house all the offerings made with fire by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribe for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the very choicest parts of every offering made to my made by my people to Israel? So God is rebuking Eli, the father, right? Mm-hmm. There was that verse before about the father will pay for the sins of their sons. So yeah. Eli is actually a good dude, but his sons are pieces of shit. And he's too like so, crippled to do anything about it. He rebukes say this is they, the the Sunday school message of this is beat your kids. <laughs> okay because your sins are going to get passed upwards waving your finger at them and rebuking them is not enough yeah that's basically what's happening here god's huh. saying you're doing this evil by allowing it to happen you're supposed to be in charge why is this happening so he rebukes eli right i don't hate that message um, fucking hit your kids therefore the lord of israel the Lord, God of Israel, declares, I promise that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever. So God's bound by his own honor here. Remember, he promised. I, way back at the beginning, when Moses, the leader of the whole thing, chooses his brother to be in charge of the church. No corruption there at all. No. Nope. Right? And then. Nepotism. And then he goes, I made this fucking promise to your great grandfather, Aaron. So I'm bound by my own honor. But. So therefore, the Lord God of Israel declares, I promise that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. He just changed the rules? Yeah. And God can do no wrong. 
right? Unchanging God, the unchanging God. So God can make a vow forever that it lasts two generations. That's that's the fucking crazy part. There's numerous examples in the Bible of God changing his mind. Yeah. That's why people think prayer works. My dad preaches about this. He goes, he points to the, look, so you can influence God with prayer. Yeah. But that goes directly opposed to the unchanging, all-knowing, God has a plan. Yeah. Like, if God has a plan and you can fuck with his plan... But just by asking, by being a human being, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's it's infuriating to read. So fu- so he just says fuck hey fuck that. Plus pr- he already knows your whole life path, so God knows you're gonna pray to him and ask him that, so then he can then grant you that. I know it's cr- it's crazy that your life you know all your so days. So then effectively you don't have any power. Exactly because he already knows that's you're gonna I, pray. That's the main thing I say. There's no free will in the Bible. There's literally none at no. all. Even when they say this person did this and God was, you know. It's already established that God already knows you're doing that. He knows all your days before they happen. He knows who's in the book of life. I mean, the theoretical argument is like, you know, the second he flicked the on switch, he knew all the decisions you were going to make, but you still made the decision. That makes no sense. No, I, I, I disagree with that, but that's one of the... Oh, I get it. So he, as soon as you he were, as soon as you were born, no, or whatever, in the womb, whatever. The, uni- the Big Bang. Oh, the bang, universe, I guess, yeah. He pressed the Big Bang, boom, he knew everything, but you still made the choice originally. And he's just watching it happen now. Yeah. Cause, which cause, which cause, seems ridiculous. Because God is outside of time, which is insane, which is not can't be true, because time is just the name we give things that happen in order so if he did something before something else on the first day god created the heavens and the earth on the so that is time mm-hmm. so fuck you with your argument that god is outside of time oh, I, I got a little maybe it's the first day from the perspective of us not him oh yeah so the the one argument i've heard is like god god is outside of time so imagine everything happening chaotically at yeah. once yeah so god just like Push the on button and new. Yeah. Which I, I In a reject. big circular time pass. Yeah, I just reject circle. that outright. It sounds dumb. <laughs> it makes sense. No, it doesn't because God did things in order. Yeah, but it makes... Only only from our perspective. I it guess. Would, would be the argument. Yeah, I guess. I still I still don't like it and I still disagree <laughs> with it. I well, still think no it proof. makes... There's no proof of it. Yeah, there's no proof, but I still think it's less And reasonable. also, we have no proof that time works like that, but if it did, it could be possible. <laughs> yeah. So far be it from me. Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your father's house. So there will not be an old man in your family line. And you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, in your family line there will never be an old man. Every one of you that I do not cut off from my altar will be spared only to blind your eyes with tears and to grieve your heart. And all your descendants will die in the prime of life. Holy shit. That's a promise from God to Eli, the all-loving, all-merciful. God damn. Merciful. All your descendants will die in the prime of their life. Yeah. Just when they think shit's starting to go good. Did he even said Israel might be having a good time, but your family line especially? Fuck. This is the all-forgiving, all-loving God that we uh, come to know and love. And when and what happens to your two sons, Hophi and Phineas, will be assigned to you. They will both die on the same day. I will raise up myself a faithful priest who will do <laughs> to what is in my heart and mind. I love that. I love that God's like, I'm going to find a guy that does what I say. Finally. <laughs> yeah, no. I love that God can't even... I mean. The fact that he hardens people's heart to do, to be evil so he can punish them and doesn't just, you know, we've talked about this before, just like make them be good. 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I got to find a guy that does what I say. Meanwhile, I'll at least make You can him... make anyone do what you say. He... So I need a guy that does what I said. Meanwhile, I will force these people to do what I say. Now, my mom would say to that, they made their choice and they God is just... I don't know, describing what's already happened, as in their hearts were already hearted and God's acknowledging it. But mm -hmm. I throw that out outright because it says he didn't listen to them because it was his will to put them to death. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, so, and what happens to your sons? I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his house and he will be minister before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a crust of bread and plead. Appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. Basically, I'm going to turn your family into a family of beggars that dies in the prime of their life. Holy fuck. And they're going to come to my church and beg for food and money. That's and what that's he says. God's threat to... Uh, that's not a threat. That's a promise. That's a God's promise to... to the uh, Lord God of Israel dad? declares, I promised that you're... Yeah. What's his name again? Eli. Eli, yeah. Because he had two fucking shitty kids. Eliezer, yeah. So now his whole lineage yeah. is fucked. Yeah. Not even like you're out of the top chair that you're in now, fend for yourself, God's not on your side. No. No, and way worse. In the prime of your life, you're going to be begging for food. And it says, it says, I promise you're that gonna your You're going to die. But listen, this is a promise. This is God's promise. I promise that your house would be. However, you did this thing that I don't like. I no longer am bound to my promise. And people go, yeah, if you don't treat God with respect. Then he what can the change his promise. So what the fuck does God's promise mean? It doesn't mean anything. Well, God says, I promise not to burn the world with fire. It's like, just a it, thing he says. Yeah, so God promised that. And people people believe that or he won't uh, drown the world again, right? And Look. people go, God promised the rainbow's a sign. I'm like, God can break his promise. Did you know that? And they're like, no, God can't break. Yes, He's he breaking does. it in Australia right now. <laughs> no, he said, next time I will destroy the world with fire. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. He did it with water the first time. Exactly. So it's fire. So, is this not next time? Uh, this is, yeah. Yeah, this so is the Australia is getting the first bit. And that brings us to the end of chapter two. <clears throat> that, was a, I think that was good. An, an, instructive, Fuck, that was... an instructive session today. Did you learn anything today, Kyle? No. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, that was good. I feel like I learned a lot. You're like, no, nah, it's all the same shit. It is all the same shit. It's all the same shit recycled. I knew there's a bunch of new characters yeah. involved in the new story. I think... But it's like it's not like I just came to the realization that, oh, God's actually good. No, he's the same piece of shit he's been the whole, from but the I fucking mean, beginning. Have you noticed the writing got a little bit better? It's, it did, yeah. So, like, it's easy. It's fun to read. And that poem or the song, whatever yeah, it was, the, that was actually good. The prayer, that yeah. was actually fine. You liked it? Compared to the rest of it? Yeah. It actually made sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need it to rhyme. Yeah. My standards are so low. For the fucking biblical writing. Well, again, it would have been in Hebrew. I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's that. Did we get any emails this week, Kyle? Uh, we got a correction. You remember the stupid stool debate we had where we were yelling at uh, one of our listeners that we don't remember a fucking birthing stool? Okay, yeah, I, I, I still don't remember. Yeah, well, he gave us the link, and he's like, and he quoted us at it. Okay. Quoted our shit at us. What did we say? So I read the whole thing. He said, well, I skip forward to uh, uh, to hear where you guys spend 50 minutes talking and digressing from the mention of the infamous, infamous birthing stool. In the Bible. Yeah. First up, there's no way in fuck I would ever make that up out of the blue. However, in Exodus is where the stool is found. Yes, it is fucking ages ago. Sorry, but it seems that the Canadians, you guys, are the retards. We're drunk a lot. <laughs> And then he gives Exodus one sixteen, I think. 
Here we are. This is where the stool is located, and he quotes it. He goes, when you serve as a midwife to the Hebrew woman and see them through the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill them, but if it is a daughter, she, sh- she shall live. Exodites <clears throat> 1 through 15. The king of Egypt said, yeah, that's when they uh, killed all the bo- baby boys. I don't even remember our fucking argument about this. I don't remember the argument either. <laughs> I don't care. I, in, co- in, the, in this context, in the big, st- the big picture, this is the very beginning of the book of Exodus when the uh, Israelites were getting... T- so the Israelites were slaved to the Egyptians, so right? It's just a stool with a hole in it or but, what? No, 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 no. They were getting... Well, just, I'm just providing context. So the Israelites were slaves for the Egyptians, but they were getting too numerous so the Egyptians go, it's, imagine being surrounded by slaves. You got five slaves to each master. And then all of a sudden in two generations, you got 20 slaves to each master. That's a problem. Yeah. So like we could get uh, overthrown by our slaves. So they started killing all the males, right? Oh, that's fucked up. So that's why that happened. Now, I don't remember what, the, what he's talking about with a birthing stool. It doesn't matter. He goes, anyways, I will email some more when I finish saving koalas with a 12 gauge. <laughs> He's he's Australia. God damn. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't remember what the context of what you're trying to say, but I guess there was a birthing stool. But I guess he he just wanted to say he was right, I guess, but I forgot what the argument was too. I thought I knew it, but I I don't. Kyle, this you have one job as to, to know what the fuck the emails are about. Yeah, I know. I, I have no fucking <laughs> he idea. He just opens it and reads it. Yeah, no. But we he, the last email he sent was about the birthing stool. We mocked him. Okay, why don't we read that? In Australia. Pause it and find that email. All right, we found your last email, and Kyle can read you the first two sentences. What's up, dildos? Currently bitching on your podcast and trying to catch up to the current day. The episode I just finished involves the amazing invention of the birthing stool. So I guess we just jumped on that and shit <laughs> on it. We mocked this backwoods. Because the, the email's not about <laughs> House that. House on fire, Hank. The email's not about that, and we just... So I, we, I, I can't speak what for Kyle. What birthing stool, idiot? Yeah, so I... I apologize. I apologize to no one. We stand corrected. <laughs> Kyle never apologizes. I am God. It's not a good way to live your I life. I make my own. Thing. No, I make. I my promise own. you, I'll never make a mistake again. I do nothing wrong. I promise you, I'll never make a mistake again. <laughs> exactly. Unless you fuck with me, then I can fuck with you and break yeah, my promise. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Not only that, I'll condemn every generation of your family to have a horrible existence. Yeah. I won't prevent them from being born because that would. That would deny me the satisfaction of, of watching, watching them, them suffer die in the prime of their life. <laughs> exactly. That's fucked up. All right, guys, I guess you have anything else to say? Thanks for listening. Play the song. Uh, follow us on CanadaComedy.ca for this podcast and all the other podcasts on the network now. Coming up. Send us, give us a five star review on iTunes. That really helps. Subscribe, get your friends to subscribe. Eventually, I'm going to keep plugging the Instagram because this week I'm actually going to do it. <laughs> Bible Beaters You're on so Instagram. Close. So full of shit. Follow us on Instagram. Like, comment. Subscribe, follow us. Later, Dildos.